0: Welcome to another episode of A to B or not A to B. Finally, we have moved on to breast. <laughs> um, so we're just going to cover a few things about uh, breast malignancy and benign breast, and then we're going to try and do some questions, and then that's going to be the beginning of breast. Um, so just to talk to talk about sort of breast cancer or cancer in general. Do you want to tell me just the pathway of progression of disease? Have you for, read it? Or do you mean, uh, um, well, because there are different types of cancer? Yes. yes. The pathway they give an example is ductal. Yeah. Then. Yeah. So, B is the same for lobular. Maybe. Is it? Yeah, I think so. They make reference to it later Yeah, I thought it was called different things. Yeah. It's not than D. pathway. Really? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they and, all uh, are. All cancers will do something similar. But, yeah. So, it's a presumed theoretical pathways yeah, exactly. to actually improve no. and you have normal breast tissue yeah and then you can go to a three-letter acronym yeah <laughs> which is fea fea which is going to be it's like flattened flat, flat mm-hmm. uh something aplasia epithelial atypia, a- ahead, that atypia. i said atypia atypia <laughs> is it not atypia I think it, I think it is atypical, okay. but um, I it, it sounded like you said that. My... And then two. So F E A flat epithelial atypical. Yeah, and then two, and then A D H, which will be atypical ductal hyperplasia. Two. To DCIS, yep, two D C I S. Yep. Two. To D C. Everywhere. Invasive yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Um so for that that's all I wanted to really oh, yeah. go over. Yeah, yeah. And then we're gonna just move on mm. to risk factors for but... mm. breast cancer. Tell me any risk factors. Uh preferably in order of importance, but BRCA one and BRCA two genetic phenotype. So before that and being woman. Was... Yeah, and being old. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like roll fat. <laughs> Which also is a risk factor. Yes. <it's> not, but, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, so the, the two most important risk factors. Yeah. And yeah. then and exactly then, after. Like brca one and brca two. Yeah. And what do you know what how they affect it? Like what the percentage is? Ooh. Fifty percent of greater than fifty percent chance of developing breast cancer by the age of eighty. Okay. If you've if you've got like, either one or two. Yep. Fine. It's huge, actually. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? Uh risk factors wise. Yep. Um so there's about it's about like estrogen exposure. Okay. So anything that means that you've had longer estrogen Such exposure. Such as so early uh, starting your menopause. Menopause. Yep. thank you. Uh, late menopause. Yeah. Uh, if you are null in Paris yep. or have a really long time until you have your first baby. Yeah. Yep. Or, it's basically all these descriptions of me. I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, or if you're fat. And that's because... Because uh, that you really, make make your fat cells make oestrogen. It's all to do with exposure to oestrogen. Yeah. yeah, okay. And then, um, you've just skipped a few, but I don't think it's in order, it doesn't matter. Anything else that you might think of? Um, first relative. Exactly. First yeah. relative. And then um, um, any previous something might be ooh, for another previous. condition. Oh, if you've had radiotherapy to the area because of uh, lymphoma, Hodgkin's or non-Hodgkin's. Exactly. I thought that was a weird... I know, really weird. Like, Specific. Yeah, I thought yeah. they could have just said just chest radiation yeah, yeah, exactly. for anything. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I guess that because maybe that's the only other reason you would have chest radiation. I don't know, a bit weird. And then the only other thing is... Um, slightly different ductal when you have lobular yeah. hyperplasia or in situ they don't um they they often just leave those and sort of monitor and so a prior biopsy result of one of those puts you at increased risk 30% risk of developing invasive invasive cancer but that's in either breast so regardless so if you've had an LCIS in your right boob you're 30% at increased risk to have an invasive cancer of any type in either breast. That's Just from having that. Well, yeah. yeah, I guess, but you've obviously got something that's predisposed you to having that yeah. one. So yeah. you're they found something that means you're predisposed. Yeah, yeah, and, okay. and they've obviously found that there is a link. So very good. um I don't think. Do you want me to shout it all back to you? The list. We can do that at the end yeah. if necessary. Very good. Um, so now we're going to talk about types of um breast cancer and, and the two main categories which we've touched upon are so you've got ductal or lobular very good and then within uh tell me a little bit about ductal um so it's the most common representing how many cases 80 80%. percent. 70 80 very good and then how does it present obviously it could present anything Stringy but generally or with a palpable lump. yeah and if there is something to see. What's the classic mammo appearance? Uh, this is going to be your spiculated yep. uh, hyperdense, uh, distorting architectural distortion, and one more thing. Oh, with your like fine classification. Pleomorphic, classification. Calc- Perfect. So sorry, let me say those three yep. things to you again because that's important. Yeah. Uh, so DCIS will classically be spiculated, causing artificial Articular, okay, architectural cool. distortion, and you'll get pleomorphic calcification, Perfect. Um, and then so that's your main type of ductal carcinoma, then there's also subtypes of ductal carcinoma, okay. and they ca- account for like 10% of cases, okay. and do you know any of them, any examples? Um... Yeah. Yes, I know all of them. Great. <laughs> no, I don't know any of them. Is that one called, like, mucinous? Yes! Oh, That's number two. Or it could be mucinous or gelatinous or something. Yes, I think another name. I've learned yeah. it as mucinous, but I think, yes, you're right, it can be gelatinous. Uh, is that a type of ductal carcinoma? Subtype. Ha, <laughs> ha! Interesting. So um, I think it, like, goes in a completely different ca- uh, category. It's not in the 78, 80, 70 to 80% yeah. It's, like, in a different... But, yeah, okay. it's a subtype. Uh... Papillary. Yep. Three more. Papillary -hmm. mucinous. Follicular? I'm just saying words now. No, I don't think so. I was like, I don't think so. I had to check. Carcinomatous? Right, I'm going to stop. So, um, tubular. Tubular. Then the two M's, which are Mucinous medullary, medullary, okay, and then papillary, papillary, which you often see like papillary, like benign things. Yeah, um, so that's how I remember that one. And then the other one I always forget adenoid cystic. And do you know how we're going to remember that one? The prognosis is great for that one, okay. so you want that one. Yeah, um, and then particular to each of those. I mean, I don't think there's too much, um. I would say for the mucinous, just that on MRI, it looks like jelly. And hyper intense on T2. I think a lot of things can be. Um, And then uh, medullary um, related to BRCA1, younger woman. Mm -hmm. And then I think what I said already about the adenoid cystic, great prognosis. I feel like there's a few other things that I don't think are that useful. Okay. So for those, those are like yeah. useful things. Um, so do you want to say those back to me or should we move so on? So these are sort of, I'm going to think about, so in my head I'm going to have ductal carcinoma, not otherwise specified, mm-hmm. it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, and then actually I'm going to, I know it's a sub, these are subtypes of ductal carcinoma, but I'm going to think of them separately. Yeah, and they're called like special subtypes. Yeah, and then, um, so you've got tubular, Yeah. you've got medullary yeah. and mucinous, yeah. you've got papillary, yeah. and then you've got adenocystic. Adenoid cystic. Adenoid cystic. Yeah. Perfect. Very good. The um, dollar is the one associated with bracket one, and, and it's a younger. Yeah, <laughs> I was doing the opposite. Very strange. Yeah. Very <laughs> good. Um, okay, very good. Um, and then the other to remain tight, type, but actually this accounts for less than the special subtypes. Okay. Interestingly, it's so the this lobular. yeah, and, and that's five to ten. Lobular. Yes. Yeah. Lobular. Okay, five to ten yeah. percent, and this is an invasive lobular we're talking about. Um, do you know anything particular about this? There's only one thing that I can think of saying. Do you? Mm-hmm. Something about how it appears on images. Exactly. Or doesn't appear. Mm, it hides. It's very good hiding because mm. it doesn't necessarily cause the architectural distortion so it's not necessarily a discrete lesion it's more diffuse in the tissue oh, God. so then the other day though yeah. someone showed me that and i was like oh so it could be this but apparently it can sometimes be discrete so it's not it's like a classic textbook yeah, test yeah, yeah. test, but i think for exam purposes it's a diffuse it thing. Say, yeah. A, yeah um kind of so good. Uh, typically much more difficult to diagnose mammographically and clinically due to its tendency to spread it through, the breast you, through the breast tissue without forming a discrete mass. Okay. Is what you're Can saying? I say a fact yeah. and crack the core about uh, that? Yeah. Um, if you have, it says here for a multiple choice question, if you have an asymmetric breast, yeah, you should think about a shrinking breast, yeah. and invasive lobular breast cancer. Okay. Useful. Oh, I feel like yeah, that would make sense because I feel like the other ones wouldn't do that. Yeah, so yeah, that's good. Okay, so we've covered the main ones, and now just sort of two random ones. Okay. One, I think you might have mentioned Islet, earlier, um, carcinoid one, carcinomatosis, carcinoma. So it's the equivalent inflammatory carcinoma. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's not oh. at all. <laughs> okay. Um, and do you know what that is? What it represents? Inflammatory carcinoma. Mm-hmm no oh lymph it's in the lymph tumour invas- invasion of the dermal lymphatics Ooh, and I've got a feeling I've seen that somewhere okay. so I yeah. think that's a useful thing yeah. um, and do you know how it presents how would you guess uh, swollen pain yes Ade- like edematous breast yeah so breast erythema edema and firmness mm-hmm. makes sense oh and I do know the other thing you're going to talk yeah. about is pagets of the nipple yeah we sorry. haven't quite got there oh sorry one more thing to say about inflammatory oh, so no that's fine mammo it's quite useful for what you just said about lobular the opposite um the f- effect of breast is is swollen larger larger and denser and denser with trabecular thickening and skin thickening okay and again occasionally no discrete mass will be apparent okay um and then the primary differential is breast abscess, but clinically, clinically and in yeah. an exam you should be able to differentiate those. Yeah. And then finally, what you just said. Um pageants, yeah. disease of the nipple. Yeah. And what what that is a form of uh so it's DC ductal carcinoma. In situ. 2 Oh, it's DCIS, is it? That infiltrates the epidermis of the nipple. Well, how can it be in situ then? Okay. oh or it's yeah, it's it's okay. ductal. Yeah, and it begins it's as DCIS that then the, invades. Yeah, it must be the, sorry, the epidermis, epidermis of the, the nipple. Epidermis of the nipple. Fine. And it's like it presents yeah. like eczema of the nipple. Erythema, ulceration, and eczema. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, very good. Um, and then, um, one final thing about breast cancer. or topic mm. is like things that are going to affect prognosis, mm. and we're going to think about them in three categories, really. Yeah. Um, any ideas? Receptors? Yeah, tell me about that. So you've got um, the estrogen receptor, yeah. the progesterone receptor, the yeah. HER2 yeah. receptor. Um, it's the like, triple negatives yeah. that are well bad. Essentially, anything negative, bad. Yeah. Triple negative, well bad. Well exactly. Bad, yeah. um, I'm just going to quickly, yeah. in case I miss. Uh... And um, talking about triple negative. Specifically, apparently, sometimes they can look actually quite benign on mammo. Terrifying. Which is terrifying, yeah. Despite their aggressive nature. Mm -hmm. They are often round with smooth margins. Oh, God. Without spiculations and calcifications and located posteriorly in the breast. But anyways, um, and then in terms of the other two estrogen and progesterone receptors, positive means longer um, disease-free survival, which... Is kind of okay. what we're saying negative badness, yeah. positive goodness. Okay, any other things that um, you're going to think if you were if you had a lump, what would you be like worried about? Like it would affect uh, your if prognosis. Got any lymph node spread, very good. So, in non metastatic breast cancer, auxiliary lymph node status is the most important prognostic mm-hmm. factor, mm-hmm. with the absence of nodal involvement offering the highest likelihood of cure. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, do you know anything about how we detect involvement? You do sentinel lymph node biopsy? Yeah. How do you know which is the sentinel lymph node? It's like a, it's like a thing of like you really how like you give dye. dye, and it's the one that lights no, up the most. Noise. So it's really, they literally, after given, they give the dye pre-op, and then on the table, they will open up the axilla and try and identify the one that looks like ah. really poppy. And then if needed, only dissect that or you might do a oh, clearance. So when we're saying sentinel lymph node biopsy, we're not doing that in yes. the breast centre? No, so we're I think that in, the um, the, in terms of like the dye identification, yes. Because if we're doing a breast ultrasound, you could assume that the lymph node that you identify that looks a bit bulky probably is the sentinel lymph node, but I think the term comes from this surgical procedure but okay. I don't know where we are at now yeah, fine. we'll learn about if that you, does that make sense you tell me after he's has been yeah like <laughs> very good and is there a third yeah thing um so we've talked well meds no I mean I yeah that's a bit too yeah, yeah, yeah uh lymph nodes uh we talked about receptors so I, I'm gonna and um, try and get you there mm. in a different way so on a mammogram mm. do you know how you might see um linear microcalcification mm. do you know what causes that inductal carcinoma okay well it's necrosis okay so then that's that's why. so the evidence like if there's necrosis or not in that's is often the sign of necrosis yes yeah. so there's the um on mammography, the typical manifestation of high-grade DCIS is pleomorphic or fine-linear branching calcifications, which are caused by calcification of necrotic debris in the duct lumen. Mm-hmm. And sentinel lymph node biopsy is often performed for these. Okay. Um, okay, very good. That's um, the end of are malignant oh. breast yeah. so we can either do questions or move on to benign breast what and time we're on 17 shall we do some benign yeah and yeah. then do, do a separate episode of questions, questions. Yeah. Okay. okay perfect yeah, so oh, sorry so benign essentially just gets um divided into two categories okay so quite simple any idea what they could be the categories yeah Um, Cystic and non-cystic. So, I mean, I thought you were like like there cyclical. Oh. Yeah. Or inflammatory is how I think of it in my head. Okay. So, any idea of any benign cyclical breast problems? Uh, Where you can get. You said this kind of in your first answer. Oh. I don't think fibrocystic change. Yeah. And actually, you can't really see that on imaging, but you can see the sequelae of it, which could be cysts or architectural distortion. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. So, um, yeah, um, clinically, often presents as breast pain, sometimes with a palpable lump. <laughs> and it's almost always seen in premenopausal women. Mm-hmm. And then on imaging, finding not specific. And it's not ever diagnosis made on imaging. Mm. It's only significant is that it may cause certain imaging abnormalities that instigate further workup, such as cysts and calcification. Okay, so then it's probably then only on biopsy that you and find you out. Go back and yeah. say, like, well, actually, we can attribute that to, to fibrocystic change. And then there's one other in this group. <sighs> I don't think I would remember this one. But, but that's nice. Sclerosing adenosis, oh which I think I get confused from the it's other one. as well. Yeah. Okay, tell me more. Uh, benign proliferative lesion caused by lobular hyperplasia and formation of fibrous tissue that distorts the glandular elements. Um, similar to fibrocystic change, the imaging importance of sclerosing adenosis that can mimic DCIS with microcalcifications. And when we say it's cyclical, we mean only particular points in yeah, the period cycle are present. So some points it's sclerosing and some points it's not. Right. And I think, but it may, especially the fibrocystic one. I think a different term, times of the month, your breast will be one way or the other. So that yeah. kind of makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah. it's the sclerosing. Yeah, make sense to me. and All both like of that. them have calcifications as well. So that's a bit yeah. weird. But yeah. yeah. Well, we'll just remember it's a bit strange. It's a bit strange, yeah. yeah. And then m- inflammatory, I think it has five, no, or six. six. Woo! Six inflammatory okay. and nine things. And I've um, got a few. Yeah, okay. Do you want me to go in order, though? No, 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 because no, I don't even think about so it. So the first one order. I would think of would be mastitis. Perfect. Followed by breast abscess. So before actually going on to abscess, within mastitis, we have three. Oh. It's not within it, but there's three mastitis Sub ones. The first is plain mastitis. Tell me about that. Uh, I feel like I've been reading a different copy of Mantel. But, but it's so weird how you interpret different yeah, things. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Plain mastitis, I'm assuming, yeah. is... Uh, Most commonly caused by... Breastfeeding. I'm talking about the bug, sorry, but yeah. Oh, Staph aureus. Yeah. Uh, and in breastfeeding and what other class Diabetic patient. Women. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, clinically? Clinically, indurated erythematous yeah. and, and pain Yeah. And, Poor lady. Yeah. And imaging, you might see like thickened yeah. tissue. Thickened skin. Thickened skin, excuse me, but you wouldn't see much else. Breast edema, adenopathy, Breast edema. but imaging is usually not performed because yeah. I guess clinically you might know. treatment. Antibials. yeah and if you don't treat it what can it develop then into? it can become a breast abscess okay so let's talk about that quickly so breast abscess yeah. um you it's same same but yeah you see, same bug. yeah um, you've basically seen abscess on ultrasound so you'd see this sort of, i think it says it's quite poorly defined there um hyperchoic, yeah. full of gunk Heter- heterogeneous echoes and irregular margins yeah so you i mean it'd be difficult to yeah. distinguish um, might get a fluid level that could help. Um, the primary differential consideration is inflammatory carcinoma. It's a carcinoma, however, the clinical setting should help differentiate. Yeah. And we were saying the inflammatory carcinoma was the one that where it's gone into the lymph the system, right? Dermal lymphatics, yeah. yeah. And with right. that one, what was the one breast that's bigger? And it's the bigger one. Yeah, yeah. You've got that like horrid, diseased. and painful yeah. breast. there yeah. um, something else I was going to say. Do you know where it most happens? uh often occurs retroareola subareola okay very good um, and um, treatment antibiotics drainage aspiration and antibiotics yeah. as opposed yeah. to mastitis okay so now there's then two other um different mastitis ones goodness granulomatous mastitis okay granulomatous mastitis that's more so that's like with women that have breastfed women after childbirth yeah. perfect yeah uh, and it could like be either weird. breastfed or there's one other association oral contraceptives huh. okay and i find granulomatous disease so weird i know same i guess it's like our granulomatous hypophysitis in the pituitary yeah just it's weird so this one is a rare idiopathic non-infectious cause of yeah. breast inflammation weird. often in young after childbirth. Fine. I think that's all. And then the other one's periductal. Periductal mastitis. And apparently sometimes known as plasma cell mastitis. Oh, God. Tell me more And about. that's caused by the irritating contents of intraductal lipids, postmenopausal women, and produces the classic mammographic appearance of large, rod-like secretory calcifications. So they're kind of opposite. What's this, a secretory calcification? A calcification that secretes stuff or that is in something that's secreting. what would that look like on imaging oh you wouldn't see that on imaging oh. but i think the rod like is key oh fine yeah and then it's large so more macro okay. um but yeah i think for those we should think they're kind of opposites one is young woman you know associated with breastfeeding oral contraceptors um kind of nothing specific to how it looks on imaging and the other one post-menopausal woman yeah. and these are the rod like yeah okay and then finally two other more miscellaneous one, lines. yeah one's going to be must be over. no what i know um i know <laughs> but this is still in your inflammatory yeah categories yeah uh fat necrosis no So one of them mastitis we said was in breastfeeding mothers and diabetic women, and this is diabetic mastopathy. Okay. Okay. And it's insulin-dependent oh, like diabetes. A weird. It's like because you have hyperglycemia yeah. too much. Yeah. You get like weird protein deposits that then have an the inflammatory reaction. It's an autoimmune reaction to major proteins from chronic hyperglycemia, causing a, a firm and sometimes painful mass i think i have heard of chronic um insulin dependent people developing like masses Gosh. and then i think what happens is you have an autoimmune response to it and that's what causes like yeah. the pain inflammation um on mammo it's an ill-defined asymmetric density without microcalcifications mm-hmm. ultrasound hypoechoic mass um and then because they can both mimic breast ca Core biopsy is required, mm-hmm. so it's a bit annoying. And then one final one, which sounds and like... when you said that because they can both mimic. What's we're talking about? Diabetic. But, no, because both mammo and sono. Oh, got you. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, one final one. Yeah. An inflammatory. And it sounds like it's from Lord of the Rings. It Sounds like it's from Lord oh, of I the Rings. I think it does. And it's kind of it's on its own from the other ones, I think. I think you'd know probably. I hope on examination, but also on imaging. Oh, um, it's a phlebitis. Well, yes, yeah. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> uh, uh, it does have a weird name. <laughs> uh, I can't remember. Mondor disease. Mondor disease. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really nice. Good. And it's a thrombo phlebitis. Yeah. Superficial veins. Yeah. Uh, and it's like you get that root like. Exactly. Be like. E yeah. like and then on ultrasound you get no flow in it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, perfect. And Mondor Mondor. Perfect. That's um where I wanted to get to. Do you but, want to But I we don't do understand grip? why we've done breast lesions, benign <sighs> and metastatic, and we have um But and it, and it and must have a or you know? I know. I feel um, like Mandel's failed us a little bit. Unless it's because Mandel's a bit older. It's not really that much older. I know well, about five rounds of at medical school. That yeah, was a while ago. Um, let's just see if it comes anyway, up anywhere. You know, that's what I feel not happy about. Yeah. So good episode, but don't fool ourselves into thinking it's <laughs> over. Yeah, absolutely mad. Oh, fatty masses. So Excuse that's where you? fat necrosis <laughs> comes and lipoma comes. Yeah. And hamaltoma, galactosil. Yeah. So I think maybe that's for a different solid masses. Yeah. So I so think maybe the next one we do these. What have we just done then? I think they're more lesions that are a bit abnormal. They are probably all solid, but it's more I think uh they're inflammatory. Oh no, not only inflammatory, they're benign. I think it's yeah. Anyways, we're going to have different categories.
1: Fine.
0: Those that we've done today, and then there's going to be more. What, it, what are those called? And actually, these are breast masses, whereas the other one is benign breast disease. Fine. So that's the category. That's the though, category. Happy. So we've done benign breast disease. Yeah, and we've and done ca- uh, breast cancers. Yeah, or malignant. So malignant breast disease. Just breast cancer, yeah. And benign breast disease. Yeah. And then we will, in another episode, do. do um, cystic, is it cystic? Or oh, no, fatty masses and solid masses. Is that just called it? Hold on. That's one of the fatty Bass masses, masses. fat containing circumstride masses, and solid masses. Okay. And that's just double Because I would think breast malignancy would be a solid mass. Oh, no. And then it. Oh, there's even more. <laughs> so then we'll just go, we'll do all of these, I think. Okay, well, let's stop recording, this we're laughing. Coughing around it. Kind of bad. Goodbye. A good, good intro. Goodbye forever.